to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison, and today I have a very special guest with me. He's a pastor, he's an author, and his name is Mike Mansbridge. Well, I'm not Mike. I'm sorry, Chad Mans- Mansbridge. I'm doing two different things at once. Sorry about that, Chad. Well, did you? Well, you. What you didn't know, Anne, is that my my middle name is Michael. You see, oh, so on, oops. Yeah. <laughs> well. so on my on my social media and on my book cover, I I go by the name Chad M. Mansbridge, and the M's for Michael. So you've just oh. exposed my middle initial there by calling me Mike. That's fine. Oops. Okay. Well, God may have um, may have. Uh, had a plan for that after all <laughs> yeah i see this great prophetic discerning gift on you Anne. already as we've started <laughs> you're yeah. reading my mail uh well no honestly i've been doing your show notes and the show notes for an interview i've got um recording tomorrow as i'm actually recording this so yeah uh got a little wires crossed there but with good reason so welcome to the show chat <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I totally understand. I've got four kids and I get their names mixed up all the time as well. So to do it with strangers is not a problem. Oh. Uh, it's great. Great to see you. And thank you so much for having me on your program today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so why don't you start by telling our listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, it's probably my least favorite thing talking about myself, but I can handle that. Uh, look, my name's my name's Chad. Uh, if uh, your audience haven't discerned yet, uh, I'm from Australia. So g'day to everyone listening this morning. Uh, it's evening for you, of course, Anne, but it's uh, morning for us here. Uh, I think Americans like to say that you guys lead the world in many respects, but to be <laughs> honest, the, the, the sun rises here first. Okay, so we uh, we really are leading the way. Uh, but anyway, I live in South Australia, South Australia in Australia. I've basically grown up here all my life. Uh, I'm 43, as I said. I'm uh, married with four kids, and uh, for the last 20 years, in fact, this year, 20 uh, 2022, uh, is our 20th anniversary of leading the church that we planted when we were 23 years of age. So effectively, I've been uh, in church ministry, lead pastoring uh, for the best part of my adult life and uh, doing that now uh, in my 20th year. And during the course of that, traveling whilst speaking and and working part-time jobs and raising kids and having friends and hobbies and all the other stuff that we do, I've also managed to author uh, a couple of books. My most recent one came out in September 21. Wow. Okay. So, and this is the first time I've talked to pastors. I've talked to a couple of pastors before. But this is the first time I've asked this. How did you know that you were called to be to be a pastor? Wow, that's a great question. Well, um, look, there's three main ways that, uh, in uh, my understanding, that God speaks to people. Uh, they're number one through the scriptures, and we'll get to that later because my new book is all about how to read the Bible. Uh, number two is through the saints. So that's uh, through other people, uh, the counsel, the advice, the wisdom that uh, of other people in your life. And the third, link, third thing is through the working of the Holy Spirit. 
or through what uh, Paul might say in 1 Corinthians 12 as the spirituals. So the scriptures, the saints and the spirituals. I'm a three-point preacher, okay? So you're going to get a bit of that today. Uh, but uh, essentially, when, when we came convinced that God had called us to pastor and lead a church, and at the age of 23, you know, in their young years, it was because of a mix of all those things. I was convinced through the scripture that leadership, church leadership is really important. Uh, church planting, we're part of a church uh, movement network that was uh, quite uh, emphasized church planting. I was convinced of that through the scriptures, that the way to fulfill the Great Commission uh, to disciple, make disciples of all nations, uh, is to plant local churches that can example, as a community, example the multifaceted wisdom and, and goodness of God. So I believed in church planting from a biblical perspective. Um, secondly, the people in our life recognized a pastoral gift on us. Uh, and they said to us, look, I really feel like you have this calling on your life at once at some stage uh, coming up in your life. And essentially for my wife and I, when we were 22, 23, we went on a holiday. We reached a kind of a crossroads in my life. We were just married. We had our first child and uh, I was working in retail and I had a sense that that was going to be my last Christmas. I just could not see myself working another Christmas in retail. And so we went on a holiday and we're like, God, please speak to us. You know, there's, there's basically two ways that I could have gone, a, a fork in the road, as it were, uh, is... Uh, what you're calling me to do to move to a capital city and pursue a career that I was interested in? Or are you calling us to lead a church? Because we know that there's some hint of that in our life at some point. Well, it was in that two week holiday that we attended a conference. And uh, out of nowhere, one of the speakers of that conference from America, as it turns out, who didn't know us, stood me up in a crowd of 600 people and said, young man, I believe that God is calling you to lead a church or plant a church. And the Lord says that it's imminent. Uh, you, you've, you've said, look, I, I have time, I can wait, I've got time to mature. And uh, I'll do that in my older age. But he said, I feel like the Lord is saying it's imminent for you. And that's exactly what we were asking God at that time. Lord, what is the next step for us? And so through a mix of Number one, the scriptures, believing in church planning and believing the importance of church leading. Number two, the saints, advice from other people in our life. But thirdly, a prophetic uh, word. I come from the Pentecostal tradition of church. And so uh, having people say, look, I believe God is saying uh, this to me for you is quite normal for me. So that's a bit of a normal, normal language that I'd use. Well, he stood us up in a crowd and said, I believe God's calling you to lead a church. And lo and behold, nine months later, uh, we'd relocated back to my hometown where I was from, a place called Victor Harbor. And uh, we planted a church from scratch at the age of 23, uh, having never been pastors, never led a church, never even preached on a Sunday. I mean, I led a small group and my wife and I led a home group, uh, but we'd never even preached. And yet we were basically dumb enough to believe God that if he, if he spoke something, we'd say yes. And uh, here we are 20 years later. Wow. That's amazing. So what inspired you to write this most recent book? My recent book came out in uh, September 21, and it's called You Can Handle the Truth, Making Sense of the Bible in Three Simple Steps. And I guess that subtitle really is the, uh, the key to the book. It's all about making sense of the Bible <laughs> in three simple steps. Uh, essentially, it's about helping people to read, to understand, and to apply the Bible in their life. So it's a massive subject. The fancy term for it um, that some of your listeners may be acquainted with is the term hermeneutics, okay, which is a bit of a technical term, but it's basically about how we are to understand literature, any kind of literature. But when it comes to the Bible, it's all about Bible interpretation. How are we supposed to understand it? How are we supposed to read it, approach it, apprehend it, and then apply it, if we're supposed to apply it, to our life at all? And so that's what the, the subject deals with. And essentially, 
after 20 years, or when I started this book about three or four years ago, uh, years of Bible teaching and helping people understand the scriptures and coming to know God through the Bible, uh, I, I realized, you know what, we Christians can come, and your listeners know this too, if they've been around the church for any period of time, Christians all have the same book. All right. We all have the same Bible, Protestants at least. We have the same 66 books, Genesis to Malachi, Matthew to Revelation. But we come to very different conclusions and understandings as to what the Bible means uh, and how we are to uh, apply it and approach it in our life. And that whole area, the reason we come to disagreements mainly is because how we handle it, how we interpret it, how we understand it and the rules that we apply when we read the Bible. And so I discovered as a Bible teacher, you know, my job is not just to teach people the Bible, but is to teach people to teach themselves. My job is not just to tell, the pe tell people what the Bible says, but my job is to help people read and understand the Bible for themselves. Ephesians 4 speaks about pastors and teachers, among other gifts, and it says their job is to equip the church, equip the saints for works of the ministry. And so it's like the old adage, you know, you can give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. That's fine. Give a man a fish and he'll have a good meal. But if you teach him how to fish, he'll feed himself for a lifetime. And so my passion as a pastor from the pulpit is not just to proclaim truth, but it's to help people to handle the Bible on their own. And so that essentially is where the book, my heart for the book uh, came from, helping people to handle the Bible well. And the title of the book says it all, you can handle the truth. I understand that many Christians find the Bible a little complicated at times, let's admit it, sometimes it's a bit convoluted, a little confusing, maybe even times contradictory, but no matter how complicated it may seem, everyday Christians can handle the Bible, and this book is all about helping them do just that. Well, of course, because it's God's Word, but a question came to me as you were, as you were talking about that, is do you feel like writing is part of your your ministry? Yeah, well, I, I'm not a regular writer, and I understand that to be a writer and to develop that skill, you have to do it regularly. I mean, I do, in a sense, write sermons, but it's not really uh, writing. Uh, but yes, I'm certainly, I'm fairly good at it. Uh, the book, in fact, just last, uh, toward the end of 2021, won the gold medallion uh, for the oh. Illumination uh, Book Awards uh, in the Bible study category. So if you go on the Illumination, Illumination Book Awards are one of maybe four or five specifically dedicated Christian book awards. And uh, this book came out number one in the Bible study category. So obviously I can write. I'm okay at writing. I prefer talking uh, often, often <laughs> with, a, with a, and I'm a preacher after all, you know, come on. But, uh, but uh, often uh, uh, in our church, you know, rather than writing emails to people, I tend to leave voicemails. It's, it's a lot quicker and I can communicate heart a bit better. Uh, but yeah, I have developed, uh, I, I have worked on my skill as a writer and it seems that uh, some people recognize, I can't say that I'm good at it, it's blowing my own trumpet, but I, it seems that other people have recognized uh, that, uh, that I can do that quite well. So well, yeah. it's not, it's not just you, it's God working with it, with, you know, within you. Oh, look, I, I'm un unapologetic to say, and as Christians, we have a complete uh, unfair advantage uh, with the eternal Holy Spirit living right. within us and helping us. I mean, what a, Grace, grace does that. It gives us unusual advantages in life. And uh, I, I'm very happy to agree. I'm a far better writer uh, knowing that the spirit of God works through me. Yeah. Right. So can you briefly, because I know we don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give any spoiler alerts, but can you briefly go over the three essential steps um, uh, uh, to, for 
listeners who are interested in wanting to learn how to read the Bible, can you can you give us a breakdown of those steps? Absolutely. And uh, in fact, the whole book is framed around these three steps. If you get the paperback or even in the ebook, uh, there's literally the chapters are divided among step one, step two, and step three. And uh, that's how the book's uh, divided up. But essentially those steps follow, this is a technical term. And I'll say this now, my book contains only two technical terms in the whole book, except in the end notes. All right. So there's about 230 end notes for the academics and the thinkers and, uh, and those who like that type of thing. But one of those technical terms you find right in the back is the term, the inductive Bible study method or inductive reasoning. And I won't go in explaining that in great detail, except to say that it's a well-established principle of reading the scripture. In one sense, and this should be true in, I believe, almost all preaching, there's nothing new under the sun, really. I mean, whenever I preach or whenever I write or this book, it contains timeless truth, long established principles, you know, that are widely accepted in the Christian church from Presbyterians to Pentecostals, you know, uh, widely accepted principles. However, it's presented in a very fresh way. Uh, It's not new truth. Okay. It's not a new approach to the Bible. No, 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 not at all. It's a timeless approach, a well-established approach to the Bible, just presented in a fresh way for a whole new generation. Uh, an audience. And that's kind of my heart. I'm 43. I've been in ministry for 20 years and I want to reach the guys and girls younger than me in helping them and older. I mean, I've got plenty of older people in my church, 80 year olds that have read this book, been walking with Jesus longer than I've been alive and said, I really learned a lot. I wish I knew this when I was 20, you know, but, uh, but writing to that next generation primarily to bring them on a journey and to say, listen, you can handle the Bible and uh, you can do it in these three simple steps. So essentially I like to frame those three steps as three questions. Okay, as Christians, as Bible readers, we should never be afraid to ask questions. Ask God questions. He's not afraid of them. Okay, God is not afraid of your questions. And the Bible can stand up to questions. It's one of the best ways that we learn. Well, here they are. Step one, we need to ask the question What does the Bible say? Uh, And that's pretty obvious, a good place to start. If you want to handle, yeah, if you want to handle the Bible well, Find out what it says. Okay, that's, yep. that's a good place to start. So that's the first question. What does it say? Well, the second question is critical follow-up to that. It's well, what does that mean? Okay, I know yeah. what it says, but what does it mean? Okay, Jesus said, "Gouge out your eye and cut off your hand." Okay, and that's what the Bible says, but what does that? mean well that's a whole nother question anyone any any of us in relationships understand the difference uh, we've all had a conflict in a relationship where someone said yes that might be what i said but it's not what i meant that's not what i mean you know and uh, understanding what someone means is a whole nother ball game at times and so so it is with the bible we ask what does it say now and the second question what does it mean and then thirdly well what does it matter what does it matter uh, well, who cares if that's what the bible the big says? question who- of why what? Yeah, why and what do I do with it? Uh, so what? You know, uh, what does it matter to you and what does it matter to me if this ancient book, 2,000 year old or 3,000 year old scripture given to some Israelite in the backside of a desert on the other side of the world? Okay, I know what it says. I have a fair idea as to what it means, but what does it matter to me? And what does it matter to you and I today here in the 21st century? Are there any implications of this ancient truth to me? And are there any applications of it in my life? What does it say? What does it mean? What does it matter? And essentially, those are the three steps framed in three questions uh, that I take the reader through in the book. 
Wow. Okay. So basically when you say, what does it mean? What did the, cause I, and I could be wrong by saying this, but the Bible has a lot of metaphors. Am I right? Yes, in that? it does. No, absolutely. hundred percent metaphors, figures of speech. Uh, absolutely. Sometimes yeah, language that's hard to understand. <laughs> exactly. So what, what tips do you want people to take away from the book? Well, from that part of the book, the question, what does it mean, is actually, uh, in one sense, the most critical step. Or actually, what I say is this, a, a serious Bible student will give uh, the majority of our work in rightly handling the word of truth, because the book is basically framed, you know, the title, You Can Handle the Truth, uh, isn't a Jack Nicholson misquote okay it's not about <laughs> it's not from a few good men no matter what people say uh you can handle the truth is uh comes from a, a verse when paul writes to timothy and he says listen mate you need to be a workman or a work person uh who doesn't need to be ashamed because you correctly handle the word of truth you correctly handle the word of truth there's a right way and there's a right wrong way to handle the bible we want to be among those who handle it right well the encourage the whole encouragement is the book uh, the book is you can you can handle the truth you can handle it well well in that second step what does the bible mean uh, that's uh, a critical step that a technical term for that is exegesis. Okay. Uh, what is the, the meaning of this text? And yes, you're absolutely right. And there are a lot of parts of the Bible that seem difficult to understand, certainly at first. And there's a lot of parts of the Bible that are still today, highly discussed, debated, dialogued and disagreed upon in, in Christians and scholars and teachers all over the place. We have very different views because the Bible isn't always simple. But in that part of the book, I help uh, the reader understand that there are some very simple questions you can ask to help uh, see the context of what it is that you're reading and therefore discover the meaning. And ultimately, the aim of that second step, what does it mean? The aim of that step is to discover the author's intended meaning, okay? There's another acronym because I'm a preacher. The aim is to discover the author's intended meaning. Oh, A-I-M. I like that. There you go. So when we read a passage of scripture, uh, we're not to ask the question, well, what does this mean to me? Okay, what does it mean to me? No, that is not the question we are to ask. The question we are to ask is, what does it mean, full stop? What does it mean to the author? What did the author mean when he said this? And of course, when we're reading the Bible, we're dealing with two authors. Primarily, we're dealing with a human author and a divine author. So we're always asking, what does God mean when he said this? But that's the aim of that second step, the author's intended meaning. And I deal with a, with a whole bunch of uh, tips and uh, examples. The book is full of biblical examples. I think a lot of people don't just learn conceptually, they learn by seeing examples in the text. Okay. And so we deal with a lot of that about how to establish the context and discover the meaning of the text. Wow. I, I like that. So, um, so, now, where was I going? I'm sorry. Uh, you also have a podcast. Yeah, look, I'm not as a frequent at the moment, and I'm not as a frequent uh, podcaster as you, uh, but I do. Um, basically, I started a podcast because my church has a podcast. So that has a weekly uh, podcast with my weekly sermons and, and, and those of our, of our preaching team. 
but uh, I made a personal podcast, Chad M for Michael Mansbridge, and uh, a few years back where I put some of my on the road messages when I'd speak at conferences, travel overseas, go to different churches, leadership events, that type of thing. And uh, COVID kind of slowed that down a little bit. I wasn't on the road as much in the last two years. Right. Uh, but yeah, people people could look me up on Spotify and iTunes at Chad, Chad Mansbridge and uh, even find some of the content of uh, this book because essentially like many pastors, the, the book that I've written uh, comes from sermons that uh, I've developed over the years when I've addressed this first of all from the pulpit and then secondly with my, with my pen as it were. So on both YouTube and uh, iTunes and, and Spotify, uh, you can hear me speaking about hermeneutics or Bible interpretation or just simply you can handle the truth. Uh, in fact, there's a whole series on our church podcast called Word Up, uh, which I think was about two or three years old now when I was writing the book and uh, deals with some of the fundamental issues uh, of uh, how we can upskill ourselves in handling the word. Oh, wow. And, and what, oh, that reminds me of the question I was going to ask you now. I totally, my mind went blank there for a second. Sorry to jump, jump, jump subject there. But I noticed that when, when you read the Bible or when I've read it myself, that you, you may, you may, under you you may get one thing from what you studied but then you go back and you receive another blessing from it or you find something you didn't find before what are your thoughts on that oh 100 um look there is you know oh the wisdom of god you know oh the depths of the riches of the knowledge and the wisdom of god who can fathom his greatness and uh, who can measure the extent of his wisdom uh, when god speaks when wisdom is shared, uh, there is it is multifaceted, and it will reach you at a different point at a different time in life, and uh, and speak to you in the moment that you are in. Uh, you will pick up things that you had never picked up before, and that is a very very common experience because uh, truth is complex. Now it doesn't now just because something's uh, complex, it doesn't uh, mean that it needs to be complicated. You know, a lot of preachers and pastors try to make the Bible complicated, it would seem. No, no, no. But truth is complex. It is multifaceted. It is multidimensional, uh, but it works in a perfect and beautiful harmony. And so, no, absolutely. You can read a psalm, read a song, just like you can with your favorite country western song your favorite love song any any sort of piece of music you will hear something that you haven't quite heard before you will see something you haven't quite seen before you'll watch a film uh, and you'll see something the third time and you didn't quite pick up on the first time that's normal for all literature but certainly uh common for divine literature where god's uh, wisdom uh is deep and it is wide and it is high and who are we to think that we will ever grasp it at all and specifically to grasp it in a very first reading i think anyone that thinks that is uh, quite out of their depth but uh, it's a great example of wise christians no matter how long you've walked with jesus no matter how long you've been reading the bible uh, there is always something to learn in fact right at the start of the book when i'm talking about how to read the bible that first question or what does it say you know when we answer uh, seek to answer the question what does the bible say well we need to know how to read it and how to read it well and one of the uh, things one of the chapters i deal with in there is about how we need to read the bible with a real sense of humility a sense of openness a sense of saying listen jesus is a good teacher and if he's a good teacher then i need to be a good student and one of the things a good student says is i don't know it all and I might be wrong. <laughs> I don't know it all. And I might be wrong. There's always something to learn. And I think approaching our Bible reading with humility to acknowledge there's always something to learn uh, is, a, is a great step. I totally agree with that. 
So in closing, where can people find you online? Well, my name's Chad Mansbridge. Uh, and so I'm quite easy to find on Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever platform you like to use to search people out. Uh, but simply chadmansbridge.com uh, is uh, my website. Obviously, social media has the M in the middle for Mike, Chad Michael Mansbridge, Chad M. Mansbridge. And uh, wherever people get their books, You Can Handle the Truth uh, is, uh, as I said, came out in September last year. It looks a little bit like that with that uh, that guy on the front. Oh, cool. Uh, the reason I've the reason I put myself on the front there holding a Bible is because the tone of the book is not academic, okay? It's not uh, written for scholars. It's not written for Bible seminary students. I mean, for goodness sake, I've got a, a shelf full of books on this subject that are this thick. And okay, it's called an introduction to Bible interpretation or, or an introduction to hermeneutics, volume one. And they are complicated. Let me tell you, they're convoluted. They're full of technical terms. I can barely remember a thing I've written. Well, this book is... Yeah, absolutely. This book's <laughs> none of that. It is a conversational style. It's a mentoring discussion. Basically, uh, it's as if I take the the posture of the Apostle Paul speaking to a young Timothy, and uh, and I say, okay, mate, let me take mate. Okay, okay, my friend, <laughs> let me That's let right. speak here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me take you by the hand and let's walk this journey together. So it's a conversation. It's a mentoring discussion. And uh, so hence, uh, I'm sitting there on the front on the front cover of the book, holding my Bible in my hand. Let's just have a conversation over coffee about how you can handle the Bible well. It's full of concepts, but also full of examples, biblical examples and case studies that will really, really speak to people. It's got a lot of humor and it's even got some illustrations and some articles in there and tons of further reading. As I said, over 300 end notes at the end for people that really want to dig deeper into things i think people are going to find and the feedback that i get is that people read uh and they say look you've really made some things really clear for me i remember that that really really was clear and yet also there's bits in there where i deliberately throw out things that will get people curious uh, because not everything in the bible is super clear and it is good as i said right at the start to ask questions and so there are certain examples i'll give in there that i say you know people see this quite differently we're not quite clear exactly how we're meant to understand this and that's okay because curiosity will stimulate uh stimulating your thoughts will dig get you digging deep into the word and i think anything that does that is a good thing a good teacher should stimulate our curiosity and get us thinking for ourselves and that's certainly what i want this book to be able to do oh wow okay cool so and with with all your you and your your youtube channel that's that you you put your podcast up on youtube like i do right yeah not all my podcasts because not all my uh on the road preaching is recorded on video but uh yeah people if people's preferred platforms are youtube i've even uh, put a video on rumble the other day so i might dip my toe into that and see how that goes mm. uh, but yeah spotify and, and spotify and, and itunes and uh, and of course almost all of those links have, uh can be found on chad mansbridge Dot com. Right. Uh, if people are interested specifically in the book, uh, certainly I think they're in America, your American listeners, uh, most uh, uh, Christians get their books from Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I'm um, certainly uh, should be easy to find on all those platforms in both ebook, paperback, and even audiobook. I don't speak. Oh, this, wow. I don't speak this fast on the audiobook. Okay. But uh, if you can handle my accent, I do actually narrate the audiobook for myself and so uh oh, cool. probably someone like yourself Anne, who listens to a lot of things you'll, you'll probably have to speed me up actually uh but i, I love that about podcasts and and, uh, and audiobooks you can speed things up if they're a little bit slow well not like that, that sometimes with an audiobook because i read pretty fast but with an audiobook i don't 
tend to speed that up as much as I do like my my synthetic my text to speech because sometimes an audiobook I like to kind of dig in with both you know jump dig in with my dig my heels in and uh and, and, and think it. and think and really think about it as you go. right take it take it bit by bit I understand look I'm a I'm a paper trumps screen type of person I'm a little bit old school in that so I'd certainly always prefer a prefer a paper book and certainly with the layout and uh which is uh the layout and the the illustrations uh, to to soften an otherwise difficult subject matter uh, but that's a whole encouragement of the book it's approachable okay it's readable and uh it is something you can do don't be intimidated uh, by words like hermeneutics and exegesis and biblical interpretation and ah christians have all different views and i oh, will never understand the bible why even bother no 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 no. we can handle the scripture well god wants us to as you said right at the start and it's god's word and it's his gift to us he wants us to lean into it he wants us to ask questions he wants us to understand it and uh, you can handle the truth making sense of the Bible in three simple steps is my humble contribution to that end. And uh, I certainly, uh, it's being a blessing to people and I certainly hope it reaches more uh, people today. Thanks to your podcast. Well, thank you so much. So what are you currently working on now? Look, um, because this book only just came out in uh, September of 21, at the moment I'm doing final tweaks to a video course for it now uh, oh. people if they go onto you if they go onto youtube and rumble and look up chad mansbridge and just type in you can handle the truth or hermeneutics there uh, you'll actually see the first video in that seven part series i'm designing it to be either uh, someone can do on their own or they can do it as part of a small group or as a ministry school for interns in churches like uh people like myself pastors at lead churches that may want their small groups to do it or may have some young people that are doing as i said an internship or that type of thing uh that uh they can do a video course together where you watch a video go home read the book discuss it the next week work through a workbook that type of thing so i'm just doing final tweaks on that at the moment i've recorded it it's just about editing it and packaging it well but that'll be out sometime now in 2022 so if people follow me on social media uh, or uh, keep an eye on my um, i've got a mailing list available there on my website uh, then they can uh, tap into that when it when it comes out but so that's basically one thing i'm working on at the moment and besides that i'm still a pastor leading a church celebrating its 20th year so we're actually uh, got quite a few things happening this year to celebrate our 20th year as a church and uh and uh so busy uh, keeping myself occupied with that but i i may have another book uh in the in the pipeline coming up coming up soon i've, I've uh, preached a message uh, a few years back and I've, I've shared it at different parts of the world uh called healing hope for fractured families healing hope for fractured families and i've had a couple of people hear that message and go you know what chad i think that might be another book there so uh let's yeah. hope i can uh, carve out the time and make something of that but maybe wow yeah and that is so needed okay so in closing do you have a bible verse you'd like to share with us today well you know as i said the the whole book is 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 named around a Bible verse. It's here on the back cover, so I'll just read it for you. Uh, but it's Paul, the apostle, writing to Timothy, who's basically his apprentice. Okay, it's a young, a young man uh, who's uh, he's raising up to be a, a young preacher and pastor. And in Second Timothy, two fifteen, he says the following: Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed and who correctly handles 
the word of truth, correctly handles the word of truth. Here, Paul, by calling Timothy, young Timothy, a worker, uh, he's drawing probably on the image of tent making, because as you know, Paul was a tent maker. He was a tradesman on the side, not just a preacher, uh, but uh, he was a tradesman. And he was saying, you know, to build something of value takes work. Uh, you need to be a workman or a work person. Uh, it takes work. And in the same way, it takes work to handle the Bible. However, God has given you the tools that you require to do it well. God has equipped you with everything you need for life and godliness, and he has equipped you with everything you need to handle the Bible well. So be a good workman who correctly handles the word of truth, because there is a correct way to approach the Bible, and there's an incorrect way. There is a helpful way, and there is a harmful way. And a good worker who can stand before God unashamed is one who takes this incredible gift, the eternal word of God, who handles it well so that we can see the blessing and the productivity of that word reach the world that God has gifted it to. And so I want to encourage your listeners today. Uh, yes, it takes some work at times to handle the scriptures, but you can do it. You can handle the truth. And I'd love to help you in that journey, uh, in equipping you and helping you to understand and gain confidence in handling the Bible well. Okay, so would you like to close us out in prayer? Let's do it. Uh, Dad, we thank you so much for this amazing day. This is the day that you've made and we rejoice in it right now. No matter where we are, no matter who we're with, no matter what environment we are as we're listening to this conversation today, we know that you are with us. God is with us in every season, in every day, and in every moment. And we acknowledge that now. We begin right now by acknowledging your presence. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Lord, we thank you right now for your, the power of your eternal word. Uh, we thank you that you have blessed us with the scriptures and we de dedicate ourselves right now to being faithful stewards with that word. We do this with the best we know how in Jesus' name. Amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys. And remember, your story matters. Have a blessed day, everyone. Are you looking for a professional, knowledgeable, friendly, and detailed-oriented editor who provides high-quality editing services at reasonable prices? Why not give Plot Stitch Editorial Services a try? As your friendly Plot Stitch editor, I will help you turn your messy manuscript into a story that engages readers from start to finish. Services include refining story structure, character development, filling in plot holes, show versus tell, passive versus active voice, dialogue enhancements, copy editing, and proofreading. Send queries to theplotstitch at gmail.com. That's theplotstitch at gmail.com. Plotstitch Editorial Services, bringing stories that matter to life. Hey guys, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast, and my special guest, Joe Templin, has an offer for, for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe. Anne, thank you. And again, 
thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow. And to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website everyday-excellence.com and use the code INSPIRATIONALJOURNEYS at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others. You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code INSPIRATIONALJOURNEYS. Happy writing, writing, and celebrate the day. Hey everybody, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys Podcast, and I'm here today with Teresa from Struggling Blessed But Not Alone Podcast. How are you today, Anne? I'm doing good. How about you, Teresa? I'm good. So what's up? I've got some news for you. Really? What's that? Did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts? No. Can you please share more about that? Okay. So while you're listening to our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey, guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnnWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnnWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnnWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters. Thank you.